Welcome everyone to another episode of Ring the Bell. I'm your host, Amelia Pitbull Chapman. Joining me tonight is uh, Michael Armageddon Murphy and Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. Mad Dog. <laughs> the Mad Dog world. Yeah, and if you notice, we have another intro. Uh, thanks to Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio, uh, because we had to change it because I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, somebody up north. And I will, me. by God. <laughs> we have a new intro because the WWE is as nitpicky and petty and juvenile and fuck them. Okay. So there you and go. being assholes. We can say that, I guess. <laughs> we can say anything we want. I own the station. Yeah. And tonight we are doing another episode of Chris Benoit murders. I'm going to say murders because I believe it was no suicide involved in this. Do you guys agree? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And uh, last we left off, we were talking a little bit about who we thought we was involved in the case, or in the murders, I should say. And uh, we were getting a little bit deeper on suspects, uh, maybe some changes going on, and maybe some involvement in moving some stuff around in the house. Uh, and I was wanting to go over this a little bit because we had some people that still wanted to go further into this. All right. Well, you tell me and Murph where you want to jump off over here, and we're ready to jump. Well, I think I wanted to go over the the house, how clean it was, as far as when the oh, it was spotless. Yes, absolutely. And I think that uh, it was clean before any pictures were taken, as of you know. And I think that as far as to me, they were hiding way too much. Yeah. And. As far as pictures were showing, I I know that you said that there was some show pictures that they did not want to show because there was going to be conflicting evidence towards someone. Well, yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. Let me just tell everybody, on our last show, mm -hmm. I showed a number of photographs from the crime scene right. uh, taken, and then you could clearly see it. They were time-stamped. Absolutely. Uh, from the Fayetteville, Georgia Sheriff's Department. Mm -hmm. You can't fake that. And because no. if you do, it's a federal offense. Number one. Number two, they took great pride in showing what they had. Yes. Which was a clean house and no blood. Amazing for a place that was supposed to be splattered with blood, that there was no blood, which I found it. <laughs> Uh, humorous at the very least. Certain things placed everywhere. Certain and what well, I thought was your cans placed in a trash yeah. can, mm -hmm. clearly to give the impression that Benoit was drunk. Here was the problem, though, folks. Chris Benoit was a wine drinker, not a beer drinker. He didn't. He didn't even though he was from Canada, he didn't really care for beer. No, probably because he grew up drinking it. To be honest with you. Right. He preferred wine. The other thing that that um, we're going to get into tonight might surprise you a little bit. We're going to have a, we're going to have this conversation later because I'm not going to tip my hat right now. But I think we absolutely need to question more. And I think Mr. Murphy, you and I absolutely agree on this. We absolutely need to question more the role of the police department in all of this. Um, so, but you're, you're up, you know, or you're up front, Amelia. So go ahead. I'll just keep my mouth well, shut. No, I mean, you were correct with the beer cans because if somebody is a wrestler like him, he was in top shape. 
and it was always exercising. A beer is going to give you a beer belly, as you know. And he was like you said, always drinking. Oh, water. hold up, hold up. Hate to do this, but I got to correct you. Okay. At Murph, you can absolutely. He's laughing because he knows. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Well, it depends if, on the person, I should say, because I have an uncle that drank beer all the time. No, was, let me let me hold on a minute. Let me tell you something because this is serious. This is for real. Okay, understand something about physiology here. Okay, if you exercise, mm -hmm. the whole purpose of exercise is to drop fat. Right. If you're a wrestler, your whole purpose is not to drop fat, but to gain bulk. Right. How do you do that? Well, to by, by carb loading. Mm -hmm. Beer has got a shit ton of carbs in it. Right. A lot of carbs. Beer is very heavy in carbs. Not necessarily fatty carbs, but carbs. Carbs can actually work to building muscle. That's why you'll see a lot of wrestlers love beer because they can work out, mm -hmm. they drink the beer, and they work it right off. Right. That's why I know wrestlers, Murph knows wrestlers, mm -hmm. that could drink a case of beer by themselves and not get a buzz because they well. sweat it out. Hmm. Murphy, tell me if I'm lying. Come up here on the big camera. No, no, you're absolutely right, Angelo. Uh, the most wrestlers that i've known uh i know one wrestler in particular a very famous wrestler i'm not going to say his name but uh that cat wouldn't hit the ring until he at least had a 12 pack well yeah uh, yeah my, i mean you've heard it said that most wrestlers you know uh, I forget who it was but somebody said most wrestlers you meet are the biggest drug addicts and alcoholics you'll ever meet in your life because well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> there's a reason for that. We know the reason. Right. They're never home. They're on the road and all the time. Exactly. And you're on the road. Also... <laughs> you're you're on the road. You're doing meet and greets. Uh hmm. the pr the promoter after the show may have a meet and greet or an after show party set up at the local bar in that town yeah. so what are you gonna do you're gonna go there drink water or soda all night no you're out with the boys you're drinking yeah. you're telling stories and that's you know that's just that's maybe not so much nowadays but that's just what we did back in the day that and was what? exactly what we did oh hey i'll be honest i'll tell you i was a promoter i saw what my boys did yeah, and what was the, your best food? The bologna sandwiches, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> the bologna blowout, Murph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, as you can see, I'm I'm training for my comeback. <laughs> He's training for his comeback. A bologna blowout, because yeah, it was cheap. You get a loaf of bread and a roll of bologna. <laughs> yeah, and as and far as the driving, million. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that because going it, on trips with the kids—that's what you right. did too. Mm -hmm. We got you guys got to if remember we're on a five second bread, delay here. So be yeah, sometimes it was just baloney in hand. Yeah. <laughs> just roll it up, yeah. And also too, yeah. it's like you know you were saying earlier that he just drank wine, and they wanted him to think that he just drank beer. They didn't find. I have alcohol. a brand new visitor. Oh, 
Hello. To the to the chat. Kenneth Jarrett Singleton, Mr. Singleton, Operation Raw Deal. Now I will tell you, I absolutely I know a little bit about Operation Raw Deal. And Mr. Singleton is the only person I've heard publicly say this. Because I heard through back channels. But Operation Raw Deal, listen to this one, you guys. And he's absolutely right. Operation Raw Deal was carried out by the Department of Justice starting on September 7, 2007. Why is that important? 2007 was the year of the Benoit murders. Okay? We're talking about the same year. No coincidence here, folks. Taking control of the steroid and human growth hormone trade internationally, it's still documented, and he's absolutely right. Mr. Singleton, I hope that you stay with us. I hope you join us more often. You are absolutely right about that. I believe, Mr. Singleton, if you haven't already said it, uh, you're either in law enforcement or you have access to law enforcement because that was a well-kept secret for a long time. So, Absolutely. Murphy, your uh, your thoughts yes, and comments. Sir. Thoughts and comments, On my friend. what, Operation Raw Deal? Uh, I think it was just a way for the government to, uh, you know, wet, wet their beak, if you will. You know, oh, all this money being passed around with steroids and stuff, and we're not getting any of it? You know, just a way for them to wet, wet their beak. Yeah. Yeah, we'll let Here's it. Here's something interesting, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Why don't you take this one? Okay. Go ahead. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, keep your glasses on. So you can you see. think that Michelle Cool was having an affair with Chris Benoit, that either Kevin Sullivan or The Undertaker was allegedly in the background of Chris Benoit audio phone call that murder? Well, let's see. Well, Michelle Cool no. having an affair with Chris. No, no, he loved his wife too much. I don't think so. Murph, what do you, do you want to take that I one? Don't Michelle McCool like that. No, mm -mm. I don't. I don't buy that. No, mm -mm. I think um, uh, Willard Wright. Um, Willard, I think you've got your. I, I think what you're saying is very plausible. However, I think the name that you want is wrong here. I don't think it was Michelle McCool. Um. I, I will tell you who I think the other female was or could have been in, in, later on in the show because we're going to talk, talk, actually talk about her a lot. Um, Tracy Smothers referred to it in an interview. The late Tracy Smothers absolutely talked about that. But then again, Tracy talked about a lot of stuff he wasn't supposed to. That's why Tracy's probably not here anymore. God rest his soul. He was a wonderful guy. Oh, absolutely. Do you think Chris Benoit's father lawyer might ask Vince McMahon under oath who really murdered his son? That's never going to happen. No. That's never going to happen. Nanya Biss says, I do. Okay, first of all, I do to what? Go watch the video where he talks about somebody receiving hundreds of pills a day. It was Nancy. Oh, we absolutely know that. We talked about that last week. Nancy Benoit mm -hmm. was under federal indictment, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
for racketeering and pills, by the way. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know, Nancy Benoit was no innocent here. No. And I hate to victimize the victim, but she was no innocent here. Mm -mm. We already know that she was stopped at Philadelphia International Airport Mm -hmm. at the Delta Terminal trying to get through with a a cachet of pills. Oh, yes. You know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we got to talk about this. Look, if we're going to talk about it, we got to talk about it. We got to be straight up here because we're talking about real people with real problems. And Chris and Nancy had problems together, but Chris and Nancy also had problems individually, separately. Okay? And I got news for you. And I'm just going to come out on a limb here and tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Benoit knew what his wife was into. No. That's just my take on it. No. What I don't know whether you want to call it like a gut feeling or a sixth sense or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it what you will. Call it what you will. I think she was I think that she was up to some dirty dirty. Okay. Yeah. I really do. I think she was mm-hmm. up to some dirty. Go ahead, Amelia. I think that, like you were right at, in that angle. I think that they were. It was the could have been the mafia trying to play them against each other. Say, so you do this for me, and uh, your, you know, your husband's already doing this. Oh. I want you to do this. You went there, Murph. Or, uh, you know what? You know, I want to do this to get away from him. So I'll do everything I can to raise money because yeah. I want to get away from this man. So I need to get enough money to get out yeah. of here. It so surprises me. It surprises me that you went there that early. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hey, why the question was already that? here. I, I think our listeners want to know, mm-hmm. why do you think that? That they, they played them against each other? Yeah. Because that way, in case they have something against them, you know, in case, you know, if you, if uh, something like maybe, well, if you, if you do, uh, if you don't do what we say, we're going to tell Chris, you know, that mm-hmm. this or you know, Chris, if you don't do this, we're going to tell Nancy this. You know, that way they had they already had a blackmail against, the, you know, each other, basically. Um, Willard Roy, yeah. you know what, Willard, we I am aware of that. Uh, listen, Willard, if you have access to that podcast, mm-hmm. please extend an invitation on behalf of myself mm-hmm. to join us here sometime. We would love to uh, interact with them. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful to have a a uh, Chris Benoit roundtable oh, with would another podcast. What do you guys think of that? That would be great because that way we could, you know, yeah, kind of share the stories. Yeah. So, Amelia, your uh-huh. take on right. this, you brought up the mafia. Yeah. Go ahead, Murph. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ride on what she said with the mafia. I, you know, the mafia is thrown around so much. That if it's a dirty dealing or something, oh, it's the mafia. Again, I'm going to say it. The mafia has a strict code and a strict rule. No women, no children. Okay. You break Things that changed, code. Mm-hmm. You're we talk about that. Yeah. You know? Well, if yeah, you. Mr. Murphy and I spoke about that last week. And this, you got to understand something. This is a strict code of honor here. You take out the person who did you wrong. You don't take out their family. 
especially wives and children. That's something we don't do. But, you know, what if we, they both we don't do wrong? that? We, we don't take out it's a six-year-old kid we're talking about. We're talking about a six-year-old boy. That, uh, by the way, an autistic boy that had health problems. They say that it wasn't Somebody proven. who did this was cold, stone cold to the bone. I mean, to the core. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. This was like serious, like mm-hmm. brittle. Brittle cold mm-hmm. here. Yeah. We're not well, talking um, about like they hurt him. No, they yeah, fucking killed this kid. To yeah. the point where they no, broke the fact his that, neck almost. The ahead, fact Michael. that Nancy was involved in moving, yeah. moving pills, from what I understand, she was also involved in some kind of Ponzi scheme. Okay. Oh, boy, that's a whole nother. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay, she had, first off, if you're going to get away from someone, you're not going to do something illegal just to get the money to get away from them. They had plenty of money. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. They were millionaires. Chris Benoit was a millionaire. Plus, okay, he goes out on the road. She goes to the bank, takes enough money out. She could go somewhere and restart. Right. What happened with her and pills and stuff comes down to one word: greed. Hey, go. When is enough money enough? Well, here's the thing, Michael. So, yeah, here's the thing about that. Chris and Nancy Benoit were multimillionaires. He made millions of dollars wrestling and traveling the world and from merchandise. And we know that they were. Look at the house he lived in. He had a, his house was two million dollars. He had a two million dollar house in the suburbs of Atlanta. You're talking about a guy who's clearly very financially comfortable. Uh-huh. He didn't need the money. His wife didn't need the money. But I think you were on to something, Murph. And we talked about this before. If she was going to make a break. She was going to do it, and she, and she needed money to do it. Well, it's simple enough just to clean out your own bank account and go. Why try to you yeah. know, scam people out of money? She tr- that's what she, she got indicted for. Mm-hmm. Fayette County, Georgia prosecutor's office had her in court deposed not once but twice on a Ponzi scheme. But trying to extort money from people. Okay, well, listen. You know, going back to what Michael said, how much is enough? How much money do you fucking need? Mm-hmm. Unless they were going broke and uh, he, she didn't tell him anything, maybe they could have uh, gone well, that I way. Know about all that? I mean, you know, think about just, something. Well, I mean, this another rabbit hole, but you know what I mean. And also too. You know, she could have done something wrong. She could have been having an affair on on him. You don't know. I mean, there's so many different factors in this too. So, and the right. beer cans. We here, don't know where they came from as well, too. I'm gonna go ahead, Mike. Here, here, here's the thing, Amelia. Here, here's what was going down with Chris Benoit at that time. 
you had three tiers in WWE. You had Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, mm-hmm. ECW. Nancy was after Chris to come off come off the road or be home more. Right. He had just gone from W from Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. down to ECW. So that was from a, the top he, tier down to the third tier. Oh yes. His yeah, best now, friend, his best friend in the world just died. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I mean, the whole thing of well, you know, she needed money or this out of thing. No, uh, you know, was she cheating on him? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you yeah. gotta remember, she was married when those two got together. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. makes him think that she's not going to do it to him? Well, remember though, Mike, we have to caveat that. We have to caveat that because it was Kevin Sullivan who basically pushed her. In the Benoit's arms. Because he was... You remember something, though. Kevin Sullivan pushed Nancy to Benoit because Sullivan had himself a girlfriend, okay? You understand where we're going with this, folks? Can you hear me now? All right? Oh, yeah. Understand that. We, We can't lose sight of this. And by the way, Leon says... The mafia would not have taken out a six-year-old. We absolutely believe that. We know that. Here's a, uh, we got something addressed to you, Murph. It says, Michael, have you heard the Benoit audio phone call in which you hear a man tell Benoit in the background, I will blank you three times. Whoa. I guess no, I, heard I will fuck you three times or whatever. Wow. I will blank you three times. I haven't heard he those. says, Willard says it's on YouTube. Uh, Amelia, mm-hmm. that we got, I want you to do your homework because you're good at that. Find that for me. Okay. Find uh, Chris Benoit phone call audio. Find that for me, please. Um, Willard also says, plus on the same audio phone call, Benoit sounded like he was drugged. Plus, the gun was cocked three times at him. A man in the background dragging Chris's dead wife across the floor while telling Chris, I will, I will, I will, whatever. That I will, and then stop. It's good. Cut off, Willard. I will what? So, but I want you to find that audio because this is, if this is real audio, if this is true audio, then we not, we need to be more aware of it now than from 2007. You're talking about 18, 19 years ago. 18 years ago. Okay? That's what we're talking about here. Not only that, but no. I mean, Amelia, if these audios yes. are true. Not now. I don't mean right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have it on the radio. If I'm these audios so are important. true, why haven't they brought up before? Yeah, I know. Why haven't anybody released them or anything like that? That's why I want to know if this is legit. Mm-hmm. This is 2024. The murders took place in 2007. That, yeah. Okay? That's 18 years ago. Okay? G- give me some explanation as to why it took 18 years to get some information. Right. Exactly. And I want to know. 
is it legit? Because if it's not legit, all bets are off. Right, because it could be in somebody else's voice pretending to be him, alternate voices, you know, things like that. And also, too, where's the uh, where's the text messages supposedly from uh, to uh, Chavo? Where's the voicemails to Chavo? Where's it? You know, all of that. Where's all of that? Willard says it's been on YouTube since last year. He yeah. says it's legit. Willard, um, I appreciate that, but I need to decipher that for myself. Mm-hmm. I need to find out. I have people who are real good, really, really good at taking audio, and and they will tell me if that's actually Chris Benoit. You got to understand something, you guys. This show does painstaking research. We do all the I's and all the T's. We dot and cross everything we come across mm-hmm. because I can't come on the air here with Murph and Amelia mm-hmm. and just blow theories out there the window okay i've got to have proof and i've got some of the best people in in the in the field doing what they do okay so understand what we do here is we dot our i's and we cross our t's i got i have to know for me for my sake because this is my show Mm -hmm. okay even though amelia is the host of it I'm responsible for all this content. Right. I want people to understand that. I'm responsible for this content. We can talk theory all day long, but when you come on here and you say that there's an audio tape of Chris Benoit mm-hmm. um, with a gun to his head, well, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Amelia... Your job tonight, please, or tomorrow, uh, you got to get a hold of this audio. Absolutely. I, I, need, I need to hear this. Absolutely. This, yeah, I, I, I need I, to hear this, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. Willard, thank you, by the way. Willard, mm-hmm. um, great call on that. But I have to I have to know, brother. I have to know for us. I got to know, all right? Mm-hmm. So thank you though but and stay with us here tonight stay with us yes absolutely listen folks i am uh, up against a hard break we will be right back after this be right there wait use the shovel and bucket of water remember drown stir drown feel then make sure it's cool where'd you learn that smokybear.com brushed up on some tips before we left don't want to start a wildfire, right? <laughs> Only you can prevent wildfires. If I could be you, and you could be me for just one hour. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. Judy, Judy. 
it comes to disasters and emergencies, it's not a matter of if, but when. <laughs> I'm relying on luck, but who knows if it'll be on my side. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Take control at ready.gov slash older adults. We are back with Ring the Bell. You're a hostess with the mostess. Amelia, the mouth of the South Chapman. Amelia, yes. <laughs> when last we left off, where were you? We're talking I got about lost that. in all the excitement. <laughs> we're talking about that tape, me finding that to make sure that it was legit audio. And uh, yes, I'm very excited to hear it myself to make sure that that is something that uh, was true. And thank you, Willard, for uh, letting us know about that. But also, we wanted to go into more uh, deep of why was this, why is this case so interesting after 18 years of, uh, you know, still, well, that's the you know, question, isn't it? Yes, it's one of those. We we asked the same question last week. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this 18 years after the fact, and we're still talking about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me hit Mr. Murphy with that one, Michael. Why are we still talking about this 18 years later? Uh, mostly because, um, one, it's a mystery. Two, he's a very famous wrestler. And three, wrestling fans don't forget. He's absolutely right about that, especially the last part. Wrestling mm -hmm. fans are a unique breed, and I call them a breed of people yes. mm -hmm. because... You know, wrestling fans aren't born, they're made. Yes. They really are. Wrestling fans are made. They're created. They're not born. No. Um, and I will tell you that I know people younger than myself who know more about wrestling than I ever did from back in the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. One of those people um, was uh, we're actually celebrating his passing this uh this month we're going to celebrate his life jeff the ref my uh, former co-host my late god rest his soul former co-host jeff the ref robinson this guy was a young guy but knew more about i called him and murph will remember i used to call him the the walking encyclopedia britannica of wrestling because he was brilliant mm -hmm. he knew everything and that's what I'm talking about. And Mr. Murphy's right when he says they don't forget. They don't. They don't forget. Yes. Uh, Amelia, what, let me ask you the question. I want to turn your question on yourself. Okay. Okay. You asked the question. Why are we still talking about it? Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, why are we yeah. still talking about it? It's just so many unanswered questions still. So many people are like, well, why was this? Why was this so clean? Why was this? And speak. But before we get into a little bit more, I also, uh, last week we didn't mention uh, also another friend, a good friend of ours that was on our shows quite a bit was Charlie Norris. And Dr. Blood, Charlie Norris, the late Charlie Norris. Uh, February the 8th. It's been a year, and I uh, want to tell him that we'll never forget it. Charlie, yeah, a year ago. Mm -hmm. Celebrate well. You saw Charlie in our intro tonight. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Um, that was Amelia's buddy. She really liked Charlie. He was a really he was nice a great guy. guy. He was a, I liked Charlie. He was funny as shit, too. Yeah, he was. He um, was oh, well, wait a minute. Uh -huh. This is new. Willard uh -huh. us, but I'll tell you what, I like Willard Wright. Yes, Willard's bringing us information I never heard of before. This is what I'm talking about. Murphy just proved himself. Mm -hmm. 
By the way, you know the teenager who predicted Benoit killing his wife and son being interrogated by the police on video? That was lying. It was crazy. Plus, the Atlanta police was laughing at the fact. Okay, Willard, I don't know this. You're going to have to fill me in, brother. You're going to have to fill me in. Oh, yeah, we know Benoit was murdered. Mr. Murphy, I'm going to bring you up on the big camera here because you and I are going to have a little conversation. Okay. I'm going to bring up a subject here that I thought about bringing up, and then I said, Angelo, keep your mouth shut. But then again, I don't really listen to myself very well, Michael. (laughs) So I'm going to bring this up. We talked about the hypotheticals, the mafia. Okay, we ruled that out. We talked about somebody breaking in. We ruled that out. Somebody got into that house who knew how to get in. Either they were either let in, they were either let in, or they were already there waiting for him. And as I said last week, and I will stick with this, I believe Daniel and Nancy were already dead, and I believe Chris came upon the scene, and I think whoever whoever did it was there waiting for him to return home. Here's what I said to Mr. Murphy in a private conversation, and I'm going to make it public for the world, okay? No one questioned the police. What do we know about the police, Michael? That crime scene was very, very clean, brother. It did not look like... It didn't look like a murder crime scene. Where's the blood? Mikey, where's the blood? Uh, Not in the pictures they put up. And we showed... By the way, Murph, let's just tell everybody. We showed official crime scene photos. Go back at the show and look and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Official crime scene photos from the Fayette County Sheriff's Department with their logo and their timestamp on it. Can't make that up, folks, because if you try to, it's a federal offense. And also, did you not reach out to the police? And they have not. Uh, Michael reached that. out to the police department. Yeah, they never. They never contacted mm-hmm. them. I have yet to get a phone call, an email, a text message, a smoke signal, a fuck you, anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not lying. It's true. That is, wow. No, he's not even kidding, folks. That is ridiculous. He's not even kidding. Incredible. When I called there, I spoke to a, a Miss Kendrick. And she gave me her email. She told me that the chief, uh, the chief was more than happy to talk to me about it, more than happy to answer my questions. Angelo, I'm not real good with technology, so Angelo emailed them my questions the same day. And the questions I asked were, were the Bible and the ropes fingerprinted? There was no forced entry into the. Right. Was there? Is it true there was no forced entry? Was there anyone they liked for this murder? I haven't received any answer 
whatsoever. I will tell everybody, however, interestingly enough, Mr. Murphy and I did not receive answers to our questions. However, we did have a gentleman in our chat room last week named Matthew Baxter, who claimed to have been a law enforcement official. And Mr. Baxter said something overwhelmingly outrageous that I actually had to check. Okay. And the guy wasn't lying. Listen to this one, ladies and gentlemen. Law enforcement officers are not obligated to tell you the truth. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Law enforcement officers are not obligated under the law to tell you the truth. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, listening to my voice around the world, your police officers, your police department can literally get away with lying to you because they're protected by law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Where's my phone? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. They're they're protected by what's called qualified immunity. There's a term called qualified immunity, and that's exactly what I found out. Okay. They're also protected by something called plausible deniability. If they don't say it, it never happened. All right. And you also have a screenshot of that, too. So, Michael, there is a question for you. Is it it is true, Michael, that the supposed the supposed to be suicide book was not found in the house, but a day later outside the driveway in a trash can? Now, what he's talking about is important because Chris Benoit did, in fact, leave a suicide note. But it wasn't in his handwriting, strangely enough. And they found it outside in the trash can. That was, you were never told that, were you? We are finding this out 18 years later. All right? Yeah, I I never heard anything about that. Yeah. 17 years later, you're hearing about this. Um. Oh, Nettie. Nettie is here from Japan. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Sorry, nothing to do with this case. I thought your program is about Jean Benet. No, no, we already did the Jean Benet case. We will, if you want, we will redo uh, Jean Benet and then do another one, Sage of Quay. By the way, Sage of Quay, shout out to my friend Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Um, I haven't seen Mike in a little while. He's a great guy. Um they lie. They work for the government. They are above the law. Yes, they're so we've just been told that they are mm-hmm. above the law. Um, we've got one here. Samadad Newsman Newman. Oh, Samad Newman. Mm-hmm. I think that someone was jealous of Chris Benoit and must have created a lot of enemies. The murderers probably could have known. That, oh, we Somebody said he that. Have known. We, yeah, we said that. I said. The person who killed Chris Benoit Mm -hmm. was somebody he knew. That's why there were no fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Nobody's prints were on that doorknob anywhere in that house. 
Only Benoit and Nancy. Only Benoit and only his wife, Nancy. They were the only prince in that house. And there was nothing, I mean, folks, nothing on that doorknob from anyone else. Whoever killed him, he let them in the house. Or, or as I previously stated, they were already there waiting for him. Somebody got in the house. They either had a key or they knew how to get in. Because you don't have to turn the knob when you turn the key. You yeah. can turn the key and push the door open with your elbow. I know. Mm -hmm. I've done it plenty of times carrying groceries. Right. Um, Greg Barry, a newcomer here. Greg, welcome to the show. <sighs> Audio of Chris Benoit phone call. We've heard that twice tonight. Um... My dad was a detective, and yes, he and I knew that. Okay, Leon, I wish you had said something earlier, my friend. Um, <laughs> we didn't know. Okay, Amelia. Yes. Gather your thoughts here and answer this question for me because it's okay. been bugging me. Okay. Question for you. If I'm a friend of Chris Benoit, I let him in my house. I'm having a casual conversation with him. And all of a sudden, he kills me for whatever reason. What's the motive? What's the motive for someone he knows to kill him? Let's see. Well, it depends on it. Could have been something that could have been a heated conversation it started that we don't well, know it about. Could have, would have, should have. But I mean, what do you yeah. think? I, mean, I want your okay. your uh, your intellectually curious mind to tell me. Visceral, guttural. What do you think from the gut? Okay, let's see. Don't think about this answer. Just okay. Let it blow. Okay. Uh, to, okay. Somebody that he knew could have been somebody that was next up for the title. Um, could have been somebody that wanted the money. Could have wanted the connection for the their deal. The you know. Well, yeah, I can, I can see that, but here's the problem: he wasn't holding the title at the time, or maybe been in the lead for next for the title, or he said, "You know what? Get rid of Chris Benoit. I'll give you the deal of you of uh, doing my shipment." I don't, mm, I don't know, Michael. What do you think about that? I don't. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I'll give you that. You're making me yeah. think about something. You know. Go ahead, go ahead, Murph. Silence. I think silence is the key. That's the answer. That's the answer. He was going to speak about something. Benoit, in the days before he died, was about to speak. Mm -hmm. He was about to let things blow on WWE. He wasn't happy there. Remember, Michael Murphy already told mm -hmm. you one reason he wasn't happy there. He went from the main roster mm -hmm. down to ECW, the lowest of the low. Okay? Nobody watched ECW version of WWE. That's why it lasted a couple of months and they killed it. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right? He just told you. He just told everybody. Chris Benoit went from the top of the mountain into the basement. Okay? 
What did he have? What was there for him? He could. There were no titles that he needed. He was already the world champion. What else was there to get? Yeah, but then also he could have been very forgetful too. Because remember, his they supposedly his brain was a brain of an eighty-something-year-old person too. You know, I can I be honest with you guys? Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I'm with you, Murph. I'm with you. I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. I think that whole test was made up. I think it was all contrived. I think it was bullshit. And listen to me carefully, folks. Again, I'm going to give you a can you hear me now moment. The person who did the test on the brain was Christopher Nowinski. Who's Christopher Nowinski? He's a former contestant on Tough Enough who became a WWE wrestler who left wrestling to take up his doctorate in, of all things, neurology, the study of the brain. You understand? Can you hear me now? Can you? Oh. Also. Go ahead, Michael. Now, I was a wrestler. I wrestled actively for about 20 years. I've had about six concussions. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I've had six concussions, but I, I'm feeling much better now. But <laughs> I've had six I've had six documented concussions. Not slurring my words, not walking around like a you know, a feeble old man. Yep. Um yep. Uh, I'm cognitive of what's going on around me, what today's date is, who's president. All that. I don't buy that CTE or CET or whatever, ABCD, yeah, whatever CTE, that shit is. The CT PET scan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy that bullshit. We don't, no, Michael and I don't buy that. I, let me tell you something. Mike worked for me with a concussion. He got his bell rung that night. Okay. And he was fine the entire night. And even. Went up to his room and drove home the next morning. Him, him and his wife, mm-hmm. at that at the time, wife. Okay. Yeah. You get your bell rung, you know it. Okay, you know it. Oh yeah. Let me tell people that um, we are uh, on Facebook at facebook.com. What's the buzz radio? Take a look at that. Check us out and. Check out our brand new, new and improved YouTube. You can subscribe to us for just $2.99 a month on youtube.com forward slash at what's the buzz popcast. That's at what's the buzz popcast, P O P C A S T. Um, $2.99 a month gets you gold membership, it gets you never before seen footage of the show. We will present to you interviews that are not on our general public show. You'll get access to private chats and interviews. And more importantly, $2.99 a month will entitle you to come on the show with us. Mm -hmm. You can come on right here. Yes. And hang out with us and talk. We also have a ring the bell page on Facebook. We also have a ring the bell page, which Amelia is 
uh, going to let me in one of these days because I still don't I know how to get you in. <laughs> I don't know how to get into that. You, you, you know me and Facebook, okay? <laughs> me and Facebook don't get along. I don't he know how to get social in. social media people. I have trouble getting into my messenger, okay? Because I don't know how. He hates social media people. Oh, my God. This room drives me crazy. Anyway, huh? we got more people in the chat. Okay, here we go. Judy Lee Carter says, I think the audio is under Chris Benoit is innocent. Got it written okay. down. I'll be looking at it soon. <laughs> yes. Chris Benoit is innocent. Amelia, check that it. out. We need to do that. I got it written down ready to go ahead of you already. Thank you. Samad <laughs> says, you're probably right. It could have been a group of people that took Ms. Ryan out of the picture. Investigation was paid. Yes. We absolutely, me and Murphy. And mm -hmm. Amelia, we all agree the police investigation was the shoddiest work we've ever seen. And by the way, just so you guys have a point of reference, Mr. Murphy's brother is a retired Pennsylvania state trooper. So he's got very, very fresh working knowledge of the police. Okay. Plus, Mr. Murphy did stuff. Yeah. Police oriented stuff. Right. That I can't talk. I shut up, Michael. I'm not telling them. <laughs> <laughs> but one one thing to me is if why wouldn't they have dropped that little that my the little boy off at a family member's house? I mean, couldn't well, they have least decently I done said, that? Amelia, that's the question that I asked before. I still have yet to get an answer for it. I mean, that's if you're going to take care of the 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 mom, you're going to kill the mom, right? Okay. She's an, a grown woman. Whatever right. her issue is, okay, you're going, you're going to kill her. You're going to get her out of the picture. Exactly. All right. So you're going to okay, say, if you kill Chris Benoit, okay, you're going to get him out of this picture. Right. The kid is six years old. Who is he yeah, really going to? Who is he really going to know? That's the million dollar question. Because here's what I said, and I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. Even. A six-year-old boy recognizes people that are familiar to his family. If somebody came into that house that he knew, he could ID them through pictures, through whatever the case may be, through video. Even a six-year-old autistic, by the way, autism is not a disability. Those kids are geniuses. Okay, they're fucking brilliant. I got news for you. Yeah. Don't ever feel sorry for somebody autistic. Because no. chances are they're smarter than you are. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yes. I have a cousin that has you a know. child that's autistic. And he is smart as a whip. Go ahead, Murph. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Amelia said, you know, anybody with any kind of decency... Well, let, let, let's look at this for a second, Amelia. Three people are dead. She was involved in moving pills and drugs. There's no decency in that lifestyle. Decency is out the window. Okay? Mm -hmm. that That's gone. I think what it is, is that he knew something. Chris knew something was going on. He knew who was behind it. And he was getting ready to talk. And I believe, I think it has somebody, something to do with somebody high up in the WWE. And he mm -hmm. was going to talk. And with the kind of money and power 
that higher-ups have there, something like this could be done. And, you know, all the evidence swept under the rug. There are people out there that are professional cleaners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people go into crime scenes where, or where a crime scene is taking place, and they're usually hired by apartment mm-hmm. management. Or As a matter of fact, there was one about 20 miles away from where I lived years ago. It was it was a murder suicide, and this apart this uh, apartment complex or whatever they hired cleaners to come in. You would have never been able to tell that anything happened in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. These are professional cleaners coming. The pictures we saw from the police department, mm-hmm. it looks like a professional cleaner came through there. Right. They were okay. pristine, Michael. They were perfectly clean. Exactly. There wasn't a speck of blood. There wasn't a a loaded trash can. There wasn't anything sitting around. It was pristine. That I'm sorry. That dog don't hunt. Everything to point. Everything that's in this case, where they say, "Oh, it was a murder suicide." Bullshit. Everything points to murder. They were murdered. They were taken out. And the person that would kill, like Angelo said, the person would kill a six-year-old child, that is a special kind of cold, disconnected, calculating person. That they know what they're doing is wrong. They don't care. They're paid to do a job, and the job is going to get done. Plain and simple. They don't care. They have no feelings. Okay? They've been damaged so much in their lives that they don't feel anything. Simple as that, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. But as far as decency goes, that doesn't exist in that world. These guys will will sell their grandmother for a nickel. Mm. Well, there you go. Their freedom Here, is being challenged. Nettie from Japan says, "The only and and this is this proves my point. Mm-hmm. The only way you could prove the brain issue." If you had a scan before he started wrestling, retired Dr. Fallon, a neuroscientist from California, found out through a research project that he was brain damaged, prefrontal cortex damage. I listened to his talk on YouTube in 2018 titled The Psychopath Inside. I think the damage was caused by, uh, and it said it has a needle. And so she's referring to steroids. You got me up until I don't think, I don't believe, I absolutely discount the steroid theory. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you want to consider steroid roid rage mm-hmm. as a prelim to murder, then I want you to think about something. Since the 1960s, when steroids were legal, and they've been around a very, very long time, we've seen bodybuilder after bodybuilder after bodybuilder, people like Frank Nets, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Franco Colombo, Lou Ferrigno, and the list goes on and on. Ron Coleman, some of the biggest strongest guys in the world 
They did all did steroids. All of them, including Arnold. All of them. Not one, not one case of roid rage. So take that roid rage and flush it down the toilet because it doesn't exist. It does not exist. I think it's a catchphrase that somebody made up because it sounds cool. So they're going to stick with it. Hey, if it works, let's go with it. Here's the problem. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I digress, folks. I, I got a little, little carried away there. <laughs> no, that's good. I, it's a great subject to go into because, like, you're right. I mean, you have to show that. And like you said, so many different people took the yeah. same drug and nothing happened. Willard Wright says, do you... Did you hear how Eddie Guerrero really died a week before he got uh, a steroid by mistake, came out on YouTube? Well, let me tell you how he really died, because I happen to know, because I um, I have some information, an inside information, WWE information. Eddie Guerrero died of a heart attack induced by his health. He was born with a congenital heart defect. Okay, Eddie Guerrero wasn't supposed to live past 30. All right. He was 38, was it, when he passed? I believe so, almost 40, yeah. Almost 40, okay. Mm -hmm. So he outlived his expiration date. Let me tell you guys, folks, we do research here. When a question like this comes up, I have the answer for it. Okay, that's Willard, how he really died. He died from a congenital heart defect that he was born with. Steroids may have contributed. They certainly did not help, but that was not the official cause of death on the coroner's certificate. That I can assure you of. I am up against another break, folks. We will be right back after this. If you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Don't drive buzzed. Are you ready to help your family get prepared for the unexpected? Here we go! Ladybug and Cat Noir know how important it is to be ready. Because you never know when Hawk Moth is going to strike or a disaster will hit. And you don't need miraculous powers. Just put those planning skills you already have to good use. Make a plan that will help you and your family be ready when emergencies happen. Ready Kids can help. Get started at ready.gov slash kids.
We are back with Ring the Bell. Your hostess with the mostest. Amelia the Pitbull Chapman, the mouth of the South herself. Um, when last we left off, I have a really interesting uh, comment here in the um, in the chat room. This is from Captain Miserable, who was with us before. Hey, welcome back, Captain. Hey, Captain. Seen a bit. I agree with your statement that Roy Rage is overblown. However, the, they are uh, synthetic. There are synthetic hormones, uh, and it depends on the quality and how you react to them. Physical changes do occur. Oh, I absolutely agree that physical changes occur. You can see any bodybuilder that's ever done steroids. There's a clearly marked change, both behaviorally and physically. But 99.9% of the time, they don't go out and kill somebody. No. They may abuse themselves. They may abuse their own body with alcohol or drugs. But they, generally speaking, don't hurt other people. Right. As as a rule. The problem is somebody here in this case, in the Chris Benoit case, wanted it to appear like somebody was on a roid rage. Right. Okay, clearly they weren't. Mm -hmm. Somebody went into that home, and I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm going to stick to this story because I believe we can prove it. Somebody went into that home. They were already there waiting for Chris to return, or he let them in. I think, however, common sense is telling me he walked into his home seeing his son and wife dead. I think they were waiting for him. I think whoever took them out and they were hit. That was a hit. Okay. That was a hit. Whoever took them out was waiting. I want to hear this Benoit phone call. I need now. I need to hear this Benoit phone call. So, folks, guess what? There's going to be a part three next week on this because we're not going to let this show go right. until we've heard that call. Mm -hmm. And then Amelia and Mr. Murphy and myself, then we can go on to the next subject. Yeah. Which I think um, it's going to be about uh, Billy Jack Hayes. I think it's going to be another interesting case. What, what, say that one again, Amelia. Billy what, Jack Hayes. Oh, Billy Jack. We're going to talk yes. about him at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that. Um, uh, Captain Mears says, no, I agree with that. I was just, yes. It, oh, absolutely, Captain. You better believe mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm with the Captain on this one for sure. Bullet mm -hmm. Wright says that Eddie, the legendary promo against Brock Lesnar, was like gospel plus. Didn't Austin say in the way it was addicted? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. That's why he walked out of the WWF. He went home. Yeah. Yeah. Smartest thing he could have probably saved his life that way, too. Um, folks, I got news for you. We are we're out of time tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We are out of time. Amelia, tell everybody what's coming up. Well, I know that uh, we're going to have an exciting show coming up. Actually, uh, we're going to have a uh, 
Life After Death show coming up, actually. Uh, starting on the 19th, we're going to have Angie Fenimore. A what? What kind of have, what kind of show are we going to have? Life After Death. A Life After Death show? Yes. <laughs> you mean people come back from that stuff? <laughs> That's what they say. We're going to have a lady talk about that she uh, died in King. Murphy, out. where do you stand? You you Do you believe that, Murph? Do you believe there's life after death? Well, I believe in the paranormal. As far as people coming back, there's only one guy I know of, and he's already got the job. True. Okay, go ahead, Mill. Oh, well, that's the name of the show, of course. But the, the, <laughs> the Gangster Code, yeah, Angela's going to be hosting that. Uh, it's going to be an all-guy show with that. With Louis Ferrante. We are going to talk to Louis Ferrante. Let mm -hmm. me tell you who Louis Ferrante is. I'm going to get up here. Yeah, because that's going to be your show, Louis actually. Ferrante is a former Gambino family associate, former worker of John Gotti, the late, great John Gotti. Did I just say that? Yes, I did. <laughs> The late John Gotti, um, uh, he is uh, a guy who got out of the life, the mafia life. Oh. And he's written two books about the life. We're going to talk about his first book, um, what it was like to, to be the button man. What, was, what it was like. They called him Big Lou. Big Lou was a bodybuilder. He's a, talk about a guy that abused steroids. Big Lou, he, uh -huh. did, he, he did some steroids in his time. Um, Mr. Murphy and I will talk to him about his life in the mob. Yep. What it was like, how he got out, and why is how and why is he still alive? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be on assignment, but I'll be watching. <laughs> um, well, you going somewhere? No, I'll be on assignment. Be watching. Oh, we got somebody in the chat wants to say something. Your assignment is to to your couch to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll be watching. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh -huh. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. somebody <laughs> clicked on that. Amelia, did you do that? Uh, was, he was telling you what that meant about the life after death, and then also on the 26th, we have a returning guest bringing on two people with him. Tell me, I'm it excited. Is, Tell me, Brian Saponis is coming back. Actor Brian Saponis. Yes, he's bringing back. Uh, well, he's coming with uh, Mark Cantu and Jesse Hutchins. They are producer and There's director. They're movie guys. They make yes. movies. Yes. They make horror movies, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact. Yeah, they're going to be talking My about favorite kind of movies. They're going to be talking about Grind. Grind is a real interesting movie. We'll talk about that mm -hmm. uh, on our on our mm -hmm. other show. Yes. We are going. I am excited to tell everybody. Mm -hmm. We have a new show coming to the network. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it's called yet because we don't know what it's we called. Don't know. <laughs> they haven't told me yet. The people that are doing the show, they were guests last night on our show. They're hilarious. <laughs> Todd Lautenberg and Yolanda Opava uh, are coming back. They are going to be joining the network. They are funny. They do comedy movies. Their current movie is called Puff. And I'm going to put it up here. It's, um, I believe it is called. Let me make sure I get this right. Me, I want to know. I want to get oh it. Right. <laughs> Watch Puff. 
I'm typing, folks. Watch this. Look at this. And, and the funny thing is, is that he sounds just like Howie Mandel. He and does. It's called WatchPuff.com. Mm -hmm. WatchPuff.com. That is the movie. It's called Puff. And they want mm -hmm. you to watch Puff.com. Right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Todd Lautenberg and Yolanda are going to be our our next new show. And yeah. so we haven't figured out a title for it yet. We're going to talk tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I'm excited to have them. I like them. They're fun Yeah, people. they're hilarious. You know what I like about them? Mm. All you got to do is say hello. Uh -huh. And they're off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say nothing else except hello. Yep. <laughs> They're great talk show guests. And mm -hmm. Mr. Murphy, what you got coming up? You and I got stuff coming up, right? Uh yeah, we've got the uh gangster show coming up. Um and of course some other shows down the line. We have uh you and I have a show about the escape from Alcatraz. Yes, yes, yes. Did they really make it? We'll find out. Oh, listen to this one, Amelia. Oh, boy, what? Oh, look at this. <laughs> Captain Miserable says, I want to watch Grind with Amelia. Okay. <laughs> Go for it, brother. Go for it. <laughs> Who brings and the popcorn? And if, <laughs> and if Captain Miserable is a woman... <laughs> I want to watch. <laughs> who, who brings the popcorn? That's funny. Oh, look at this, Captain. She took her glasses off for you. Oh, boy. Now who brings the popcorn? Wow, look at this. Uh, what's this? Okay. Nettie Slav says, please change steroids to a vaccine. He was born in 1947 and probably a polio vaccine. Okay. Hmm. Fake polio. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to do a conspiracy show one night. Because mm -hmm. um, look at this. Kenneth oh. Jersey, you're looking beautiful, Amelia. Wow. Oh, thank you. Amelia's got some fans tonight. Well, good for you. Thank okay, you. Okay, get off the big camera now. Go away. You're done. You might tell Anita you were being mean, but you were really nice to me yesterday. I know, right. Um. So listen, folks, we are going to, wow, we got one more thing to talk about tonight yes. before we go. Let me bring everybody up here. Uh, thank you, Nettie. <laughs> right? <laughs> we have um, an another wrestler, folks. Another wrestler went nuts. No, yeah. it wasn't Royd Rage. No. Billy Jack Haynes is just nuts anyway. Mm-hmm. He, you want to talk about a guy that makes us look like choir boys. We love a good conspiracy on this show, okay? We really do. We love a good conspiracy. But Billy Jack Haynes has conspiracies down to mm -hmm. yeah. a friggin' science, okay? <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> this is like a bizarro world. <laughs> This is bizarro world. Um, understand, folks, that a woman is dead, okay? Yeah, sadly. We can't, you know, you can't change that a woman is dead. That's the sad part, yeah. But sadly, the saddest part is all of this craziness could have been avoided had Billy mm -hmm. Jack Haynes just sought the help. Absolutely. That he... So desperately needed. You saw tonight on this show. You saw tonight on this show. 
We ran a spot for mental health. There's a reason I ran that spot for mental health. We care about your thought processes. We care yes. about you. We care about how you think and what you think. And if you're thinking bad thoughts about yourself. Yes. We care about that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. If you need to talk. We've got a number of places you can go to. We'll hook you up with, with uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, uh, Narconon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll hook you up with any number of, of help agencies. You know, the National, uh, um, National Association of Mental Health. Let, let me know if you need help. I got the numbers here. We have them. Yes. You know? I'll hook you up personally with one of our friends, Johnny Whitaker. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Murph. Uh, yeah, one thing I want to do is uh, for uh, What's the Buzz and uh, everybody, I want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the victims out in Kansas City today. Who All they did was go to a parade for their football team for winning the Super Bowl. That's all they did wrong. Yeah, yep. Billy Jack refused a lot of help. But yes, he did. The sick deny their sick. Do you mm-hmm. know if he was diagnosed with bipolar? He was absolutely diagnosed bipolar. That's why I'm telling you. He should have taken the help that was offered. Yes. He suffered his whole life with bipolar disorder and manic depression. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. Natty Slabby says, I need a bodyguard. I have so many creepy men following me. That's like Amelia. She's got all these crazies <laughs> following her now. But they're good crazies. Like Captain yes, Miserable. They're nice crazies. <laughs> How can you not love Captain Miserable? I love them all. <laughs> and and look at them. Look at this. Look at this. You look beautiful, Amelia. See that? Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> right? That's enough. You ain't going. You're not going to be here next week. <laughs> oh, look at that! He's already throwing away people. <laughs> I can't do the show without you. All right. Well, listen, folks. It's time for us to get the hell out of here. Yeah. For Michael, call me Armageddon Murphy. For Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, the mouth of the South herself. <laughs> Florida's gift to the world. <laughs> I'm originally from Texas, though. Can't deny that. uh, That's what it is. That's why they like you, because you're from Texas, for crying out loud. (laughs) Nothing good ever came out of Florida except grapefruits and oranges. (laughs) And I am the Mad Dog. Call me Mad Dog, Scipio. Each and every week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, folks, we're here. What's the Buzz podcast every Monday and Tuesday? Ring the bell on Wednesdays with Amelia. Mm -hmm. We're going to say goodnight. We'll see you next week. Take care. Love you all. God bless. Bye-bye. Let's go.